Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Tuesday the 18th of June. Coming up, boss of Children's Hospice calls for more government funding. Really, it isn't right that the amount of care we can give is dictated by the number of people who run the London Marathon or whatever it may be. MP welcomes review after Listeria case at Kent Hospital. What's the timescale for coming to some kind of conclusion so that people can be reassured uh, that hospital food is actually safe? And get ready for some more wet weather. Some of the heaviest showers we could see around about 40 to 50 millimetres. That is a lot of rain falling in a short amount of time, so we're likely to see some flash flooding. Kent Online News. First today, the boss of a Kent Children's Hospice is calling on the government to guarantee more funding as a week recognising the work they do takes place. Demelza Hospice Care near Sittingbourne has recently celebrated its 21st anniversary and Nicola's been chatting to Chief Exec Ryan Campbell. We bring in um, around £10.5 million a year so it really is quite a sizeable organisation and only about 12% of that comes from government from the NHS All of the rest of it comes in some way, shape or form from charitable activity, whether that's people who donate or buy clothing and jumpers and toys or whatever from our charity shops, or whether it's people doing fundraising, like the the big bubble rush we've got in in Maidstone and Moat Park this coming weekend, or the pub quizzes, or the jumble sales, or companies who very kindly give us donations, individuals who kindly give us donations, who think about us in their will, We've generally got appeals going on, so our current appeal is to um, update our bereavement suites. Um, You can find details of that on the website. So the fundraising activity has to be continual, um, but we're very, very fortunate here in Kent and the rest of the areas that we serve that that people are very generous and um, we only exist because of that generosity, really. Considering how long Demelza has been running as well over that period of time, I mean, it's a massive amount of money, isn't it? It is. That's that's 21 years we've been here and obviously we not just hope to be here forever, we really need to be here forever because the, the number of children with terminal conditions is quite rapidly increasing because of those advances in medical science. That's, um, that's a great thing, but um, unfortunately the, the funding within the health service to manage um, the the level of need that's there isn't keeping pace so that's that's where we have to step in really and we can only do that with the support of everyone out there who helps us get the money in can you see that changing in future or is it have you just accepted that's one of those things and government really can't afford to give hospices any more money no we haven't accepted that um and i don't think we should accept that hospices are in a, a position now where you know we're not just doing nice things Uh, We're doing essential things and vital things. Um, Without the support that we're able to give the families who use our services, certainly for aspects of their lives, they they just wouldn't be able to cope. They literally wouldn't be able to cope. And if we weren't here, that would mean a a really quite large bill for the NHS and, and other statutory services. So really it isn't right that the amount of care we can give is dictated by the number of people who run the London Marathon or whatever it may be. And we're, we're calling on the government at the minute to take a serious look at how children's palliative care is funded and how hospices are funded. Um, fortunately, Touchwood, Demelza at this point in time, is is 
relatively secure, but the costs are going up. And because of the way the economy is now, the, the outlook isn't necessarily optimistic. And tragically, other hospices in other parts of the country are, are finding themselves in, in some quite desperate straits at the minute. And we don't want that to happen in Kent and in our areas. So we're calling on the government to come and have a look at this and work with us to, to put a permanent solution in place to make sure we're always here. It must be a bit frustrating at the, mo- at the moment because it does seem that government is very much maybe distracted by other things going on. Do you think your message is, is getting across to them? Uh, some people within government are listening. We've had messages back from the government um, in the latest um, NHS long-term plan. They have made a commitment to increase funding for children's palliative care but that's only to 25 million across the whole of the country and um, none of that is allocated specifically to children's hospices. Uh, Although 25 million sounds like a lot of money, actually when you divide that up across the whole of the NHS local authorities and hospices, it it really isn't very much at all. So there is is certainly some listening going on and from some parliamentarians and some people within government, but what we're not yet seeing is this commitment to, yes, the need is there, yes, the need is increasing, yes, children's hospices cannot be expected to fund forever at an increasing rate what they're currently doing, so we need to we need to find a better answer. And as you say, well, politics is very frustrating at the minute. It's it's difficult to get heard for pretty much anything apart from the obvious. The Duchess of Cambridge has also sent a message praising the work of children's hospices, saying they provide vital sanctuaries. Kent Online reports. It's been confirmed seven hospitals around England, including the William Harvey in Ashford, have had cases of listeria. Five people are now thought to have died in the latest outbreak after eating pre-packaged sandwiches and salads linked to the same supplier. Health Secretary Matt Hancock has now ordered a review of hospitals food and Ashford MP Damien Green questioned him about it in the Commons. One of these cases took place at the William Harvey Hospital in my constituency and my constituent uh, Tanya Marston who is happily uh, recovering uh, from the listeria uh, has made the point that, that she thinks there should be a very urgent inquiry so uh, I welcome the announcement he's made today um, but could he tell the House Uh, In terms of the specific safety aspect of this, rather than the wider nutritional inquiry, what's the timescale for coming to some kind of conclusion so that people can be reassured uh, that hospital food is actually safe? Uh, Well, I'm grateful to my uh, right honourable friend and erstwhile campaign manager for his question. Um, uh, I'm glad to hear that the patient who's his constituent is recovering, Um, I am informed that all patients are either stable or uh, recovered, uh, but for the five who tragically died. Um, And um, on the timescale, the urgent task at hand is to ensure that there are no further cases and that there is no more of the the food that we know has the potential to have problems um, in the food supply chain. That's what's going on right now. The timescale for the review uh, will be a matter of months. Kent Online News. A Medway woman who conned a widow out of nearly £150,000 has been jailed for 42 months. Rosie Gruel from Rochester Crescent in Who talked the victim into handing over the money, promising it would be invested in a flat in Greenhithe. The 42-year-old spent 
the cash on holidays abroad instead and blamed her late partner for being the brains behind the scam. An investigation's underway into a reported road rage attack in Tunbridge. The driver of a tipper truck is said to have got out of the vehicle and assaulted a passenger in a car behind it on Hadlow Road. It happened two weeks ago, but police have only just released details as they hunt a man in his 40s. Hundreds of council tenants in parts of Kent have been left waiting for overdue gas safety checks in what's being called an incredibly serious oversight. Canterbury's Labour MP Rosie Duffield has raised the issue in Parliament, addressing Housing Secretary James Brokenshire. Is the Secretary of State aware that 544 homes across Kent managed by East Kent Housing have not been regularly subjected to vital landlord gas safety assessments? And has he had conversations with the four local authorities cash strapped themselves across those parts of Kent affected to make sure that this never happens again? Well, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, willing to uh, talk to the Honourable Lady about the issue that she highlights, uh, and obviously the issue of safety for residents is an absolute priority concern for me, and I know for members across this House, and so if there are further details that she would like to share with me, I would be very happy to pursue that uh, on her behalf and on her constituents' behalf. Almost 200 properties across Canterbury, Folkestone and Hythe, Dover and Thanet are still waiting for a full inspection, despite Council's intervening last week. Kent Online News. Taxpayers are facing a £230,000 bill to repair one of Canterbury's most iconic buildings, just six years after it underwent an £11.5 million restoration. The Beanie Museum and Art Gallery has been covered in scaffolding since chunks of marble and sandstone started falling down into the high street more than nine months ago. It's thought work to make it safe again will take about six months. A Sheppey Primary School says it's having to make its dinner ladies redundant due to cuts in government funding. Letters have been sent home to parents explaining the changes at St George's in Minster. Teaching assistants will be taking on the role of midday supervisors until September. Another weather warning comes into force across Kent this evening, a week on from what some have described as the worst flooding for 30 years. Parts of the county were brought to a standstill with homes and businesses seriously damaged. Greg Dewhurst from the Met Office has been telling Ish what we should expect tonight and tomorrow. We're seeing thunderstorms move up from the near continent. Some of these will be heavy at times. Um, we'll see some hail, some heavy rain and also some frequent lightning as well. Not everywhere will see these. They will be a hit and miss. So you may see the lightning, hear the thunder, but you may not necessarily get the heaviest of the rain, the, the, the biggest hail. But um, either way, we could see some localised disruption through the night and into the morning as well. Um, the weather warning remains in force through tomorrow as well. But they should become, the showers become more isolated as, as the day goes on with some warm sunshine developing too. But if you catch one, they will be on the heavy side. How heavy could the rain get? For the the rainfall, we are looking at generally between 15 and 30 millimetres, falling in quite a short space of time, perhaps less than an hour, even sort of 10, 20 minutes or so. But some of the heaviest showers we could see around about 40 to 50 millimetres. Only one or two locations may see that amount, so it will be quite isolated. But that is a lot of rain falling in a short amount of time. So we're likely to see some flash flooding in places too. And as I mentioned, some of that will contain hail in there as well. And you mentioned that flooding there. I mean, it's just a week ago that we had significant downpours in the county last week. We had businesses and homes flooded. We saw a lot of cars having to be abandoned. Should we be bracing ourselves for a similar scenario? 
Indeed, exactly. Yes, we saw some heavy rain already. So we've got more heavy showers on the way falling on what is already sort of wet ground now after um, sort of yes, uh, last week's rainfall. So, yes, we could see some flash flooding, which could then perhaps impact properties and, and, and roads as well. So it, at this stage, it's still tricky to pinpoint exactly where but we'll be keeping a close eye on it over the next sort of 24 hours as the showers develop. I think it's fair to say that at this time of the year we should be enjoying the summer. This seems quite unusual. Is there any reason as to why we're, any indication as to why we're having such a shift in the, the weather? Yes, it's been a, a, an unusual June so far in terms of heavy rainfall and, and quite cool weather as well. We've not really seen much heat yet. The reasons for it is the weather's in a bit of a, a blocking sort of situation at the moment. It's kind of stuck. The jet stream is currently across the UK, and when it's across the UK, it allows low pressures to move across. And when and when these low pressures move, they bring the heavy rain. This time of the year, yes, we're in the summer, so the, the, the sun is stronger, and that helps sort of um, create these larger showers. It, it has the energy in the atmosphere to create this heavy rain. So normally, in a typical sort of summer, June month, we would probably still see some heavy showers around, but also there'll be sort of um, drier periods with, with sun, sunshine. But um, a complete contrast to what we saw last June, where we pretty much had uh, wall-to-wall sunshine most days. And that was also a blocking situation, but just the opposite way around. Instead of low pressure after low pressure, it was just constant high pressure. So, um, yeah, a bit of a, a stuck atmosphere at the moment. Absolutely. And in terms of the worst-case scenario, what could we expect well, as I mentioned, sort of up to sort of 40, 50 millimetres of rain falling in a short space of time over the next 24 hours. That's pretty much another month's worth of rainfall in places. But not everywhere we'll see them. There will be some dry, sunny spells in between. And temperatures will be in the low 20s, so around average for the time of year. So in that sunshine, it won't feel too bad. Looking for the rest of the week ahead, high pressure starts to build in as we head towards the weekend. Um, turning it a little bit drier and brighter, but there will still be some showers around. Kent Online reports. An equestrian centre is trying to raise £1,000 to help a two-week-old foal that was found abandoned and severely dehydrated in Tunbridge. He was dumped in a field on Collier Street and is now being looked after by vets, but they need money to cover his medical bills. 24 brand-new buses are going to be out on the streets of Thanet from next month, thanks to a £4 million investment. Stagecoach is introducing the single-deckers on the route connecting Broadstairs, Ramsgate, Westwood and Margate. They run on biodiesel and have cleaner engines that meet the government's low-carbon emission standards. Kent Online Sport. Football and Lee Boyer has signed a one-year contract extension to remain as Charlton manager, a day after the club said they couldn't reach an agreement. Yesterday, they claimed his wage demands wouldn't be met following their promotion to the Championship, but the former Leeds and Newcastle midfielder has now secured a deal. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.